Hi, I'm your plastic and enthusiastic host, Real Fever. Hi, I'm your scholastic, fantastic host, Will Kowser. And this is Mind Over Mattel. A Barbie movie breakdown. And I'm going to tell everyone in school that you don't wash your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. Hi! We're animated hey. once again. Hi again. Hello again. Hello. <laughs> If you are just listening in to the just audio version of this, I'm sure the sound of Rio's jingling charm bracelet has let you on to the fact that we're talking about 2006's Barbie, Barbie Diaries. Diaries, which this is the first one that I've actually never seen up until when we just watched it 30 minutes ago. I was not allowed to watch this one. I think because of all the tank tops they wear. But look at me now! Look at you now. Look at me now! Rio's doing her Barbie cosplay. I actually have a perfect Barbie Diaries cosplay on right now. Barbie in this one is not wearing a ton of pink. She no, likes red and black, cool. but black, black mostly. She wears a black tank top and little flare jeans and flip-flops. The whole... The different variations of it, too, though. There are a lot of outfit changes. We're in a but. new era of Barbie. Yeah. She's and, in high school now. And I can't wait for feminism to get to the point where it reclaims this era of Barbie. Yeah. But we're not there yet. No. This is This is the era, if you were being good and you listened to our prep episode and watched Trixie Mattel's History of Barbie video, uh-huh. this is like the era of Barbie dolls that she completely skips over because <laughs> it is like that and this barbie's in a tank top and flared jeans yep so we're gonna skip ahead well boot cut which i know flare. excuse me which i know that is gonna mean something uh-huh about women when we finally understand and it, feels, it watching this movie it felt almost i felt like i was almost ready to like actually kind of engage with it might still be too close to but it but i don't i don't know if i really have <laughs> any Anything valuable to say yet. Barbie Diaries takes our beloved character and doll, Barbie, <laughs> and just puts her in high school as uh-huh. Barbie. Uh-huh. This is not Barbie playing a character. This isn't Barbie the actor. I guess it is, but it's Barbie well, playing Barbie in high school. Before her big break, I guess. When she's a sophomore and just really good at science. It's a Barbie prequel yeah and she's really good at science and Which really sucks. good at playing guitar all, all she 2006, plays electric guitar like rock alternative yeah in a girl band hey the music in this i think it's pretty good yeah if if this sounds like it might actually be interesting to you it's this, not it's not it's actually a really bad movie. Yeah. Maybe the worst one we've seen. Um, At least as bad as Fairytopia, but, but Fairytopia is not fun to watch. No. And Barbie Diaries is extremely fun to watch. And it somehow looks worse. It's the worst looking like Barbie movie by far. Barbie in a Veggie Tales. This a little bit. <laughs> computer animation had gotten to the point in 2006 where animation studios could do the thing that this movie is which is hey we have a barbie diary coming out you know and we mm-hmm. want it to be the big christmas gift for girls mm-hmm. it's april 
mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to pound out a feature film. Please get a movie out before the by... end of the year. You know, by yeah. November, October, so that we can start getting girls really hyped to buy this specific Barbie accessory. Yes, we're in uncharted territory. This movie is hardly selling a doll. No, there is a doll that came with this movie. And we'll talk about those a little bit later. That's later. But they are so secondary to the main prop that really isn't all that important to we'll, the story. We've got a Merch Media coming your way in part two yes. where we'll talk about the diary specifically. But let's just walk you through what happens in this one because I hope you haven't mm-hmm. seen it. I hope so. And if you haven't seen <laughs> you it, have. I, I want you What's to... Wrong with it's you? a it's It's maybe... The second best sleepover movie. It's so funny. That Barbie has made. <laughs> but don't watch the movie. There is on YouTube, if you want to have a good time, don't watch the movie. Because on YouTube there is a, a great compilation of all of all of the things you need to see from this movie. Have a little laugh with your friends. Um it is called What Even Is the Barbie Diaries from the YouTuber Earth to Caitlin. Earth to Caitlin. This has 3.7 million views. Do you want to give us a little taste of why? Man, because do you want me to play some of it? Just, just, just a little. to set the record straight, I do wash my clothes. <laughs> yeah! Woo! You can All pretty right, much that's a wrap. <laughs> you can sound bite any 10 seconds of this movie <laughs> and end up with something it pretty funny. It is all really iconic. And it's bad. So if you want to have a good 70 minutes, watch Barbie Diaries. If you want to have a great six minutes, watch watch, watch that yeah. video. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it to anybody. Yeah. And the movie is just that video kind of stretched out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although you won't get an ounce of the plot from the little video compilation. And it's really hard you're to get getting, the plot from the 70 minutes. You're getting morsels. You're getting You were begging for scraps if you came to this film for the plot. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's dig into it. Let's do that, huh? Just to give you sort of the, like, pitch that I'm sure happened in Mattel. They're making a shift. Girls' entertainment is maturing a little bit in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. They're now targeting 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds. I guess, yeah. And not... You know, eight, seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Or seven, eight, nine-year-olds that really want to be 13 to 14-year-olds. Because they think 13 to 14-year-olds are what 16 to 17-year-olds are, which is what we think 19 to 20-year-olds are, you know? Yeah. You know, girls. You you guys you get, get it. it. I don't know. Remember I, when we were all wearing blazers to middle school? That's what this movie is That's kind of what functioning this is. <laughs> and it's sort of... You can tell that they're just saying, like, let's do girls' movies, but a Barbie, but let Barbie do it for kids. Mm -hmm. So, like, this is if the Cinderella story is a huge influence and and Clueless. Mean Girls. And Mean Girls, especially. I would Mm -hmm. say Cinderella story meets Mean Girls Mm -hmm. is kind of what this movie is. But there's a little bit of Legally Blonde in there, there's a little bit of Mm -hmm. Clueless. Um, I wish there was a little more Heathers in there. Yeah. There's not... I wish there was some death. So, Barbie, this movie... Spoilers I for had, Heathers, I just realized. I had to pause and restart the movie so quickly. <laughs> because you press play, and it goes, yeah. Barbie, Barbie Diaries! Diaries. <laughs> and then it's a music video. <laughs> like, you are in a uh-huh. white void yeah. girl pop like, a, music like video. Like a soundstage? <laughs> like a... Yeah. 
You are in the dream ballet instantly. Do you think that Greta Gerwig, when she was making Barbie, was like, yeah, I really want, like, a really great music number in this kind of glowy white soundstage, like in the Barbie Diaries? And they're like, oh, you can't, you can't pitch it like that, Greta. And she's like, oh, like, singing in the rain. (laughs) Yeah. And Greta knew, you gotta save that for your end of act two. The act two (laughs) finale. With but, a pretty good, a pretty good song, and Barbie's got great vocals. It's fine. It is like t- a totally passable mid two thousands alt punk rock girl jam. Mm-hmm. Totally passable, but you like what alive. they put in the credits of Ella Enchanted and Cinderella Story. Yeah, well, we open with that and watch them sing it. It's worth reminding you that Rio didn't enter the cultural consciousness until like 2014 yeah because she was living in star valley wyoming star valley, probably wyoming. when this movie came out mm-hmm. i was nine so my friends that were girls were like in this demographic i, I have memories of barbie diaries existing <laughs> really but we can talk you about do? that more in merch media yeah okay so barbie's in high school she has a band they play in a garage it's with her two friends who cares they have names um, I don't remember. I thought it was going to be Nikki and Teresa because those are kind of Barbie's friends. Tia it's not, though. Tia is running for class is president. For class president. And the drummer girl's trying really hard to be able and, to flip her drumstick um, and catch it. That's her character arc. She looks like the Monster High. Draculara. Yeah. <laughs> her friend Draculara plays the drums and just really is not very good at I'm doing broad strokes. Her her we can get into the minute by minute. But yeah. Barbie. No, I don't really want to. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. That, so Barbie has sort of three objectives. The maybe last episode four. we did was like two and a half hours long. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna clip through. Barbie we're gonna Diaries. give you something nice just and for sweet. You. This is just a little amuse bouche that you have after your three hour meal. Barbie has maybe four objectives and yes. wants and desires in this movie. List them off. One. Number one: be good at band. Yes. And get a big gig. Because she plays She's in a garage never... within the within the confines of this very female space the garage the sacred the sacred garage (laughs) the the 2000s did invent this beautiful sacred teen space did you ever hang out in a garage i've hung out in a garage i've never hung out in a garage people would put like their drum sets in the garage and and you there's a tv and a couch in the garage in this one and that is like a familiar it looks so cool image to me bring back the reclaimed garage as a hangout space it would get so hot in there but you just have a little fan in the window. Like, uh-huh. There's always a box fan in a garage. Yeah. Uh, so it's that. this very like, I mean, we're not trying to make you think that you're in 14th century France in this one. This is high school in 2006 mm-hmm. in every way. Barbie wants to be good at band. Yes. Get a big gig. She's, She's never, never played, played. in front of any, anybody except for her two friends in the garage. And, yeah. And, so. her, and number two. Yeah. Date Todd, the yes. football player. <laughs> yes. Number three. Who looks like, because they only did one face for all the boys, um, but he's the blonde one that wears a varsity jacket that is buttoned all the way up. A very neatly worn. <laughs> you think it's funny in, I think it's funny in Barbie, Greta Gerwig's Barbie, when Ken's like in his nurse gown, but his sleeves are cuffed mm-hmm. and it's like tailored. Mm-hmm. That's so real it's in this so one. It's so good. It's so real in this yeah. one. Number three, to be the anchor of the school, the school news, news program, which airs yes. live to every kid's house at like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. 
And and she reveals that, <laughs> yeah, they watch it at home. I don't want to bulldoze over that. Isn't that weird? Um, that one, anybody cares about the school news, and two, <laughs> everybody watches it in their living room. <laughs> um, but she reveals this, like, I've always had this desire to be the school news anchor. Like, at the end of the summer, she's hanging out with her friends, and they all wish upon the last sunset of the summer. And they're like, what do you wish for, Barbie? What's your sophomore year wish? And she's like, I want to be the school news anchor. And all her friends go, really? What? (laughs) You've never said anything about that. She's like, yeah, well, I volunteered there last year and kind of thought it would be good. And then it becomes her, like, end game desire. That's the ethic of the entire movie. Uh Uh-huh. Of Barbie just, like doing something or discovering something and everybody going and you the audience going you've you've you never talked that? about this before okay. is this number four multi-potential right, though number four destroy the mean girl yeah tear her friends from her and ruin her <laughs> ruin life ruin raquel's life raquel. who is voiced by the actress that voiced nori yeah it's um it's it's not as great of a character as Nori. I thought it, she's also not in it very much. Yeah. I was really excited for Raquel. We were we were excited. It's a it's a fake out. Well, if you're a Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse fan, you might also recognize that Raquel's kind of the the brunette fringe friend, the brunette, <laughs> um, the like kind of mean girl, kind of girl boss, kind of girl boss, kind of bad guy. Raquel, she's way better. Number five. Yeah. Get together with her true love, Kevin. I hate him. I hate him. I hate Kevin. So you have to watch the video clip at least so you can see the best part of the movie, which is Kevin walking in on a rehearsal of the band and all the girls had just, you know, made up (laughs) and they're hugging each other. And he walks in and he goes, whoa, a girl hug. I walked in at the right time. He's such a He's creeper. Like, Whoa, nice, a girl hug. Yeah, well, he'll just, like, also throughout the movie, he'll be like, here's a plot point, and I found this plot point because I was recording the high school cheerleading practice. Let's talk about Kevin. Let's talk about Kevin, huh? Kevin sucks so I, bad. I, 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 there's a lot of videos of um, little girls, like, unboxing Ken dolls at Christmas following the release of the Barbie movie, and I do feel like that about Kevin. I didn't ask for this. I don't think I asked for this. I didn't want this. I don't think I wanted this. So, you know how... I hate Kevin! In the Cinderella story, or a Cinderella story, excuse me. Uh Uh-huh. The first one, not the Selena Gomez one. Mm Mm-hmm. But the Hilary Duff, Chad Michael Murray one. Oh, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen any of us in any of us Cinderella mm-hmm. stories. Don't tell the podcast though. Okay, so I watched a Cinderella story. We had it on DVD, and that was a comfort movie for me for maybe two or three years. Really? I would watch it with my sister when I was like that. really young. We should watch it. Today. And then, right, it came out probably when I was like seven. Uh huh. And then we got it on DVD, and so there was a couple years where I would watch a Cinderella story a lot. It has top tier. Is this Selena Gomez? Jennifer one? Coolidge or. This is the Selena Gomez one? This is one? not the Selena Gomez not one. Not even the Selena Gomez one. I watched the Selena Gomez one when because it came out. Because tell everybody what your first concert was. Selena Gomez and the scene. And the scene. It was so amazing. I, okay. I was like 11. But even the Hilary Duff one, okay. But when the Selena Gomez one came out, I went over to my friend's house, all guys, and we watched the live premiere of the that. new Cinderella story because we were and in love And then got with... in the hot tub and listened to Red, Red. by Taylor <laughs> This was like five years before Red. Oh, uh, Yeah. 
You know, this was like wow. elementary school or junior high, probably elementary school. Yeah. For me. So, a Cinderella story, it's the same archetype of like the loser that she actually ends up with. This was like a big thing in 2006 because, well, I guess to be rather blunt about it, video cameras and the cheapening of film equipment and film school in the early 2000s, late 90s was accessible enough that a lot of losers got to make a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot of... Isn't that when a lot of the, like, comedian gets a hot girlfriend movie? That's always been around, but this yeah. is, like, high school weirdo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy who... Well, do you also remember... It's uncomfortable to be around gets Barbie I don't in high school. I remember all of that, but I do remember Kevin being the least attractive name that we could think of in the late 2000s. Kevin was hot for a minute. Was it really? Anything with because a Because I remember, like, the pickle from Spongebob and the dumb chicken from some show. They're all named, like, it was, like, the dumb, ugly guys named Kevin. It got there, I think. So maybe that's, maybe that's just some of the implicit bias I have against Kevin. No, there's but good I, reasons to be biased against Kevin. I don't Kevin. think... It, I really don't think so. I hate him. His main character trait is that he has a video camera with him at all times because he's a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> what kind of films does he make, though, babe? <laughs> well, what he says he makes is short films about everyday objects coming to life. <laughs> but most of what we see him doing is non-consensually recording girls going yeah. about their days. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a moment that's so... <laughs> Fast of like, I was recording cheerleader practice and I saw this hot gossip, and, <laughs> and they're like, like, What? Why were you recording cheerleader practice? But oh my gosh, Raquel broke up with Todd. Okay, this movie does one thing that's consistently actually really funny, hmm. which is like anytime a really dumb high school thing happens, not anytime, but the right amount. A character, it'll just cut to a character who gives no response whatsoever, <laughs> no music, just blank face, just like. Why were you recording cheer practice? Moving on. <laughs> anyway, Todd and... What's the mean girl's oh, name? Oh, Raquel. Okay, this movie's a mess. I'm just gonna speed run as far as fast as you I can. You get as far as it. you can with what you remember. So, Barbie yes. goes to class with her sophomore year wish. Mm -hmm. And she signs up to audition to be a news anchor. But Raquel already crushed it and gets the job because she's going to do stories about... she's fun and exciting and fresh, which is, like, kind of made out to be, like, a bad thing and she doesn't deserve to be a news anchor because of that. But I feel like that is kind of what you're looking for. So she's like, <laughs> I'm going to do news about what coffee shop serves the best latte in our she town. She does specifically say which place has the best manicure within a mile of the school. Which... Is interesting because it's putting Raquel as, like, this media moron. This is 2006, the year YouTube was invented. Raquel, like... <laughs> She's, like... Was inventing <laughs> clickbait thumbnails. Yeah, literally. Like, live. She was way ahead of her time. Yeah. And she would have been so popular. Raquel would have dated David Dobrik so in quick. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And Barbie shows up and is like, I want to... I don't know expose corruption in the school system, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But there's just this guy, Mr. Wixler, who's in charge of the newsroom. His name's something like that, right? Mr. Wexler? Wexler. Yeah. And he's a groomer. And the one scene you have with him, and it's right at the beginning, it kind of... I really, for a second, was like, is this movie about 
Mr. Wexler hitting on Barbie. Because she doesn't get the job as news anchor because it's already Raquel and Mr. Wexler gets really close to her and is like, but I'd still really love to have you around if you want to volunteer in the in the film and media lab. Don't let me down, <laughs> is what he says. Yes, I'm like, counting on you. I'm and it's counting like, on Whoa. you. So this was right in the sweet spot in 2006 where we were making movies about like grooming and predation in high school, but... But didn't know it. <laughs> didn't know it or, like, openly vilify it. It yeah. was just like, what do girls have to deal with at school? Yeah. Ah, well, their ah. teacher is in love with her. The vice principal sex is really counting on me. I I have to wear this tank top to his class and do private, you know, whatever. It's, it's like, so weird. Nothing weird happens, but the no, energy is, like, really the bad. The energy is weird. And, and you can tell it is written by a man... Or it is directed by a man. I, I think it's written by. Writer. I think it's actually written by two women. I think it is too, and it's directed by a man, and the energy is very much like it's what strange. do, what conflict do girls have to deal with? Not uh, letting their teacher down. Like making the men in their lives proud of them. Yeah. And so Barbie becomes Raquel's assistant. Yep. And Barbie's sad because she's Raquel's assistant, and isn't dating Todd. Mm-hmm. Who's the hottest boy in school? Who's the hottest boy in school? But it's cool, because Todd and Raquel just break up pretty early on. Yes, that is, that is like some, some tea that we recorded while while recording the cheerleaders, and it's very funny because you're watching these two have a little breakup, and then the cheerleaders in the back that don't have faces. They're doing their, like, three <laughs> frames per second cheer dance in the background. It's so good. This movie is... A time capsule of an era of animation that was so bad. Yeah. So trash. So then Barbie and Todd go to the spring formal together, the fall formal. Well, they don't. He asks her to go. They hit it off just immediately. What does he say? It's so iconic. Um, He, like, opens up to Barbie about his breakup with Raquel and is like, I can't let people see a woman walking all over me. How, what are they going to do when they're 300-pound linemen? And Barbie's like, my grandma says that you shouldn't care what people think. And he's like... Your grandma seems like a cool lady. <laughs> Can I drive you home? Catch you later, Barb. And then they're going to the fall formal together. And... Um, which is very exciting. Very exciting. So Barbie goes to pick out her dress for and the, the formal. And the shopping montage is almost interesting. It's almost interesting, but it's almost. directed by a man who does has never experienced what is interesting or exciting about shopping or buying mm-hmm. clothes. So it's just women picking up clothes off the rack, spinning in a circle while laughing, and then and putting, then it, putting back. it back. And, like, there is the scene where Barbie comes out of the changing room, and they're like, uh-uh. Except every outfit is just, like, the worst 2006 combo of, yeah. je- of jeans and five shirts that yeah, you've ever seen. Yeah, she's going to the fall formal, and she's like, is this jeans and cardigan, right? No. No, formal meant something so specific in 2005. What did it mean? <laughs> it meant, like, whatever you want. Yeah. Like, it meant long shirts and jeans. Uh, outfit, yeah. <laughs> with, a, with, like, a white shirt under it. Uh-huh. A jewel tone tank top with a white shirt under it. That might be painted by the fact that I knew a lot of, like, I was in school with girls at this time, and they yeah. were all very, like conservative and wore sleeves under everything so it this is very familiar to my experience yeah. but like it is an era that'll be 
back big kind of is now. The good parts of it. Well, because when she wears the black tank top and the bootcut jeans, it's still pretty cool. Like That silhouette well, is cool, op- and it's coming back. Open up the video version of the podcast right now. Rio looks so I look exactly cool like it, and, and I exactly feel so like Barbie. cool. So there's some things in here that are good. The formal stuff is bad. The formal stuff is not uh, great. Barbie picks out this, like, red long shirt with, like, four skirts. Yes. Oh, it is... What is kind of cute is that she does have a list of stipulations for what her formal look is, and then they pick everything except for any of the stipulations. Like, it needs to be red. It needs to be... It needs to be cool, but not too cool. It still needs to be casual. And then they just pick nothing red or a dress or <laughs> anything. And so then at the end, they, they do end up going with the one red dress that she tried on. It is kind of cute that she has her little rundown of, like, it needs to be this. And like, yeah. that's, like, as, against all odds, there are, like, some cute moments of, like, girl culture in here. But it does kind of make fun of that. So it, it doesn't rest on it long enough for it to be fun. And it is also, like, kind of held against the girls as, like, things that are wrong with them. Like, there's a whole plot point is that, like, organizing your closet is lame. <laughs> like, it's like a lot, spending a lot of time of watching girls do girl things for just for them to learn, like, you're right. That was a waste of time. Uh-huh. So, Raquel sees Barbie out shopping for the formal dress. and Which is a, a tank top with several layers of tank tops underneath it, and down to her knees. calls Todd and, like, gets back together with him live. Yeah. Which, <laughs> And just the turnaround. It's hard. She to calls tell. him. They get back together. He calls her. Breaks up with Barbie. Yeah. As she's checking out with her dress. She's checking out, and the dude calls her. Okay, here's what's crazy about this. So Raquel, I think legitimately they got back together the night before because she says that, and I thought it was a lie at first. Do we know one way or the other? It's hard to keep <sighs> the details together. If we do, together. I'll never find out. Here's what I think happens. <laughs> There were certain things in this movie that I missed, and I was like, guess we'll never know. That's gone forever. <laughs> Sorry. No one, guess no one can know. Todd and Raquel get back together the night before Barbie goes shopping for the dress. Todd doesn't tell Barbie. Raquel sees Barbie shopping for a dress, calls Todd, tells him that he has to call Barbie and cancel their date because he's dating Raquel. So... Because they aren't officially dating Barbie and Todd, so maybe they, like, maybe he was like, well, I can still go to the fall formal with Barbie. I'm single. I can go to the fall formal with Barbie. So he calls Barbie and says, it's canceled. I'm back together with Raquel. And then Raquel comes up. She opens her little flip flown while she's checking out. She's, like, got her little credit card, opens her flip flown. It's so silly. And then she goes, oh, no. Yeah. And Raquel's (laughs) like, I'm surprised he didn't tell you earlier. Which is, like, true. Yeah. Right? So Todd sucks. Todd sucks. And breaks Barbie's heart. But. But she, that's not going to stop her. But he's marginally more attractive than Kevin, so he's, I'm team Todd. He's way more attractive than Kevin. Yeah. I, in a million years, Todd's better than Kevin. Yeah. So there's not great options for our girl. Um, but the checkout lady, uh-huh. who you'll find out later is a ghost or something. 
<laughs> Guys, I think we a missed benevolent witch? <laughs> a lot. I, we either missed so much of this movie. Like, I had... I don't think we did, though. I either, like, fully dissociated or there's just not any answers. Well, Raquel knew who the checkout lady was, too. Like, it's implied, like, Raquel shops there all the time and kind of has this relationship with the checkout lady. And so she's like, Alyssa, ring me up. I'm getting this. Um, I'm, I'm going to exaggerate. Yeah. But here's what the checkout lady does. She watches this all unfold, and she's like, huh, women, huh? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, yeah, we hate girls. And then she's like, check this out, new supply. Pulls out a, like, tackle box for charm bracelets, like yes. a jewelry box, and is like... <laughs> tackle box for charm bracelets. <laughs> she's like, this is the hottest new stuff, just came in. Just came in. You can build your own charm bracelet. You can't even build your own charm bracelet. It does have, it comes, each of them come with a bunch of charms that you can rearrange. You can choose the order of the charms <laughs> that they go charms, in. Only... You can take them off and put them in a different order so they're not like anybody else's. Even though, like, this lady's never heard of permutations before. And I bet like, Barbie, Barbie being good at science was like, <laughs> yeah. So then she, they all pick a bracelet, Barbie and her two friends, and Barbie picks one with a key on it. Yeah. And so... The girl's like, oh, you picked the right one. That this one, one comes, comes with, with a diary. <laughs> a diary. Wave your special bracelet with the key Bomp. over the diary to unlock it. And you can write all of your secrets. Mm -hmm. Only twelve ninety nine at Toys R Us. Like, it is an ad read in the yeah. middle of this scene. Uh -huh. And then they all go like... At a clothing store where they sell the diary, I guess. And then she goes, it's free. And Barbie's like... No, 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 no. We can't. We, she like it like freaks her out. No, um, because Barbie in this movie, this is internalized misogyny. Barbie, like you've never seen it before, mm -hmm. and so she's like, I could never take a handout from another woman. She's mm -hmm. horrified, and then the other girls are like, sick hookup. Thanks. Thanks for the charm, Bruce. And the woman's like, I've been exactly in the situation you girls are in before. That makes us sisters. They're on me. Yeah. And everybody's like, thanks. And then we don't see her ever again. She's like, Raquel's the reason I would never go back to high school. <laughs> she says that. She's like, this, yeah, this is why I would never go back to high school. Like, it's a choice that she makes. Yes. Regularly. I kind of like the idea that maybe she is, like, a junior that dropped out because Raquel sucks so bad. And is like, I have a job in retail. I'm never going back. I, I hope that that happened in this movie and we just miss it because we were just... Truly in another universe watching this just, film. Just. Just living from like one And I was really paying attention. Yeah. And yet. It was hard, guys. I. In a fun way. Will was only playing one Game Boy. And I was. Yeah. Only talking through parts of it. I so did. I don't know okay. why we didn't get all of them. So here's the thing. I love you guys. And I want to make a good podcast for you. But I. If the movie's bad. I need a little ADHD accommodation. <laughs> no, it's so And at fair. some point, it's I so played fair. a little bit more Pokemon Emerald than I watched Barbie Diaries. Yeah, that's and okay. I can't apologize for that. Because at some point, I watched a little bit more Pokemon Emerald than I watched Barbie Diaries. Which is why it's a good sleepover movie. Because you, yes. you don't have to watch it. If any time you decide to listen in, it'll just be the craziest 2006 thing you've ever heard yeah so whew, let's keep going okay so then barbie gets this diary barbie writes about how much she wants all of the things that she wants those four things and starts to like 
get them, kind of. Todd starts talking to her again, and then little mm-hmm. notes start appearing There's in her secret locker. secret admirer things in her locker. And she, basically, Barbie starts manifesting in her diary. <laughs> and then she finds opportunities to acquire the things that she wants, because now she's thinking about them more. You know, like the secret. And, and then and she and literally then was like, everything I write down in the diary comes true. Comes true. The universe gives to me. She doesn't use that language, but like she's, yeah. she's, it, this movie is about the secret. It's like, yeah, girl, we know. And yeah. I have a 333 gold necklace for a reason. <laughs> like, and, But this is, this is like, Barbie doesn't know about the secret. No. And so Barbie's like. I have a magical diary. <laughs> a magic diary. Barbie with a magic bracelet. <laughs> instantly comes to the conclusion that her bracelet is magic. Yeah. And the bracelet means that whatever she writes in her diary comes true. It's not uh-huh. a magic diary. And then proceeds to lose her bracelet all the time. Nonstop. Nonstop. It's always skittering about and getting stuck on people's backpacks. Ripping people's... Like, it's about <laughs> the horrible inconvenience of wearing charm bracelets. It's true. Like, like they ruining do. her like dress. It rips a dress. <laughs> I... Yeah. So, Kevin admits his feelings for Barbie to the friend group. And they're like, well, if you like a girl, you have to tell her your feelings. Which I do remember that being the rules... You know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you like somebody, you have to do something about that. Which is so funny going now. back, because it's like... No, you don't. <laughs> actually, you don't owe anybody your feelings, and you also could choose to not ruin a platonic relationship yeah. by engaging romantically with that person with no evidence that there's any interest. I have a theory that maybe Tia and Draculara are like, well, you have to tell Barbie... Because they want him out. I think, you know, because he's like, well, I, I don't want to tell her because that could ruin our friendship. And I, I and think... they're like, oh, great. <laughs> Please. <laughs> either, either this ruins your friendship, he's gone, bye. Or he's such a creeper, if he's dating Barbie, he can't date us. Yeah. They you know? make the strategic choice, which is to... Uh, you know, the person you are most safe from in a girl group is your best friend's boyfriend. You know, like, well, he's, there's this he's very, gone. He's good. There's a very dramatic scene in The Walking Dead. Is there? Where, uh, you know, early in season one, where a guy is, like, running away from a warehouse full of zombies with his friend, and he shoots his friend in the leg. So the zombies will eat that guy so he can get away. Whoa. That's what yeah. Barbie's friends do. They're like, no, you should date her. Barbie actually likes you a lot. And stop filming us. There's no in- inclination that Barbie likes Kevin. No. Barely even as a they friend. They do alphabet movie night hangouts. So they're buds. They hang out one-on-one. And she's very supportive of his terrible filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Which is wrong. As a Which is boy, like, like stop motion of a paperclip, <laughs> and you do get to see some of it. When I was in high school, when I was in junior high, uh-huh. actually, I made um, stop motion stick figure animations on a little computer program of like stick figure guys fighting. They were like 30 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And I made like eight of these and shared them on Facebook. <laughs> and girls talked to me because of it, because they're like, wow, cool movies. <laughs> Girl, you were so wrong for that. <laughs> this was about me, and I was wrong. 
girls, you don't ever have to tell a guy that his movie's good. Oh. As someone who's made a lot of bad movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, a big thing is, like, he's like, I, I never accomplished anything. And Barbie's like, that's not true. You made 26 short films this summer. Which is, like, so funny because anyone who has made any any <laughs> amount of films, there is a sort of, like, what's that? Un- there's, like, an uncanny valley where... If you don't make a ton of short films, that's not great. And if you make way too many short films, that's also a red flag. Like, as a, if you're like, I'm a filmmaker. I've yeah. made a short film once ten years ago. Where's red 26, flag. <laughs> like, Where's I 26 made... office supplies coming to life <laughs> I in there? 26 short films. Uh-huh. That's too many because you, anyone who's made 26 films... You have to assume they've gotten good at it by number 26, mm-hmm. but he he didn't get better at it. Well, because he's working on his 27th one, and he asks Barbie which, <laughs> like, lead character would be more interesting. I don't... It's like... It's so dumb. A keychain or a potato sack, and Barbie, bless her, goes, both of those things sound really boring. <laughs> yeah. And then they just move on. He's like, oh, thanks. Like, it's like... <laughs> Thank you. So, she, yeah. he, Kevin needs Barbie... Yeah. He needs someone to tell him no. And... And that's why they're perfect for each other. So Barbie... Barbie loves Kevin. Barbie (laughs) wants to break up Todd and Raquel. Yes. And so she goes to Mr. Wexler and is like, I have an idea for the coolest story. It's about the secret lives of the popular kids. Yes. And Mr. Wexler is like... This is exactly what I've been looking for. Yeah, because the popular kids are the only people that are allowed to sit on the lawn. And we gotta know why. And he's just, Wexler's like, well, they're so cool. I need to know what's going on in their lives. Everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna tune into this one tonight. (laughs) And so Barbie goes around just recording Raquel's friend saying mean things about her. Mm Mm-hmm. But kind of becomes yeah, because she originally wanted to do like a day in the life of a popular girl. This is when it becomes kind of mean like girls. here's how you can become popular, and and then she realized, and then it's I thought being popular was about having great hair or the right jeans, but it's really about talking about your friends behind their back. And then she just records a lot of that. It's funny because it's like in a time period when having great hair and cool jeans, we still agreed did make you better as a person. Uh-huh. <laughs> but she's like. They're not better than me, even though they have great jeans and great hair. Because so do I. Because <laughs> <laughs> so does everybody in this movie. Everybody in this school has great hair and great Except jeans. Except for Kevin. He looks so bad. Except for Kevin. <laughs> Except for the romantic lead. Yeah. It looks so busted. Hey, revolutionary, huh? I'm sorry. If you look like Kevin, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I bet you look great. I don't. Nobody looks like Kevin. I, no one looks like Kevin. Except for Kevin, of Except course. for Kevin, of course. Take, Take a bow, honey. <laughs> Take a bow, honey. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't really feel like Kevin anymore. It's like, well, you look like him. So, I'm, I'm going to finish this. Okay, let's get through this. Let's wrap it up. So, Barbie sucks because she becomes a popular girl. Mm-hmm. And Raquel gets kind of kicked out of the friend group. And it's group. not even that fun. I was really excited. I was like, are they going to do a Mean Girls? Is she going to have fun with the popular girls? No, it's just They just Barbie sit in a room mean. and say mean things. It's and it. then. <laughs> And then, you know, like, Kevin secretly records Barbie saying something mean about one of their friends. So the other girls are like, Barbie, you're out of the band. We're playing at the spring 
formal, the fall formal, because mm-hmm. their band's playing at the fall formal. Oh, yes. We're playing without you, we've decided. <laughs> they have a really good drums and piano set lined up for the fall formal. They Barbie? don't need their lead singer or guitarist. <laughs> He's the lead singer and lead guitarist, and they're like, we're doing it we're without you. We're doing it without you. you. <laughs> like what are you doing what do you think <laughs> what are you thinking so the yeah. barbie apologizes feels bad and doesn't air her story just instead airs all of kevin's 26 short films mr wexler's really bummed about it he's like i really thought you had so much potential and you really disappointed me and and she's like... I considered you family, and now you're not. And and she's there's not a moment of her being like, it really sucks that you picked Raquel over me, because she's worse, but just, like, prettier or whatever. But all that, all that happens is he's like... It, the feeling is, Barbie, I'm really disappointed in you. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And then leaves. Like, Sorry, I don't want to lose all my friends. <laughs> apologizes to my this bad. news man. And then... <laughs> And then they go and they play the winter formal. I think it's the fall formal the, still. Oh my, I, I've said every season. Well, Will's from Utah where everybody has a lot of dances. We did a lot of dances. They do do a lot of dances. So, There's more than homecoming and prom, apparently. So, they go to Sadie Hawkins together. <laughs> yeah. And they play their show. Todd has been sending, sorry, Kevin has been sending Barbie horrible poetry to, like, hint at who he is, but Barbie hasn't gotten it, and she thinks it's yes, Todd. Yes, and it's leaving all these hints about, like, you will find out who I am here. And then it just so happens that Todd is also in the library or also on the football field, and so she thinks it's Todd, but it's not. It's Kevin. Barbie in this movie is so delusional. She just believes, like, every thing that she writes in her journal she just bracelet she magic has no evidence that it's Notes true from todd <laughs> but she writes it down in her journal and she's like i want to date mr wexler my dad <laughs> she's like i want to date todd and then todd's like hey barbie and she's like i have a magic bracelet i'm dating todd now yeah and the movie ends and she instantly is like todd's like hey barbie that was really cool and she's like thanks but you're not the guy for me guess what out of nowhere I like Kevin. Yeah, well, because she's like, hey, I just wanted to talk to you about those secret admirer notes. And he goes, secret admirer notes? I didn't do that. And she went, oh. And then leaves. <laughs> oh. Oh. And then they play their song, and uh, Raquel spills punch all over herself, which was, we all know, all of us who grew up in 2006. That's so That's the worst thing that can happen to a person. Yeah. And everybody laughs at her, <laughs> and she leaves crying, <laughs> she and leaves everybody crying. thinks that's so funny. Yeah. And Todd, she's like, I think we should leave. And he's like, cool, catch you later. And it's like jamming to Barbie's song. Yeah. But Kevin and uh, Kevin Todd, and Barbie, Kevin, and, Kevin and Barbie get together. Get together and they do the exact same thing they've always done, which is watch a movie that starts with the letter Z and eat food that starts with a Z. And Kevin at no point becomes more charming or likable. No. And Barbie, <laughs> Barbie is condemned to... The horror, which is having a boyfriend in sophomore year of high school. Who does film. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, girls. Hey. hey. Any of you, you know who you are. <laughs> if you're listening, this is Will Kowser. We dated sophomore year. <laughs> and I was, I was Kevin. I'm so sorry. You deserve to hear this from me. Uh, okay. 
I think that's the Barbie that's Diaries. That's it. Hey, that's it. Let's take a sack break. I'm grabbing Zocklip Zip Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Welcome back. This is one of those times where we, we didn't actually go anywhere or get a snack. We're just powering through. Oh, this might be new. Hmm. There's a chance that you just heard an ad, which we just want to say thanks for listening. We can run thanks. ads on our we podcast now. now. So as much as you can manage to like <laughs> bear through those hey. ads and then share this podcast with your friends. Yeah. And leave us a funny little Leave us a funny little review. It doesn't even have to be a nice one. You can say mean things, but you do have to give us five stars. So we've made zero sense on this podcast, and that will continue to be that it, way. Unintelligible. No one forever. can understand us. <laughs> this, this podcast is nothing. But if you can share it so we can keep enough listens going that we can run ads, it felt really cool to put an ad sick. break in the podcast. Yeah. So just doing us a favor as friends. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We really appreciate it. We're having Keep so much... Keep listening, and maybe there won't be three months in between episodes. That's on you. <laughs> that, that... That's on you. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> that's on That's on ADHD. But we're back. We're back. And this is our B segment. We're, let's start with Merch Media. Merch Media. Merch Media. You're so good at that. I remember those commercials. Yeah. They're like really burned into my head. I also, also remember, remember the Barbie Diaries commercial. Yeah. The diary for the diary. Yeah. So if you couldn't tell, this movie is a tie-in for a real life product, which mm-hmm. is a diary, which seems to be speaking to this shift in girl toys away from dolls and towards plastic accessories, accessories. for your big Productivity big kid life. too. Productivity, you know? girl bossing, yeah. making notes, writing gossip. Like uh hiding hiding your jewelry you know girl, girl yeah things. you know girl things hating well, your little brother yeah um so he can't get into my diary um yeah it's a it's a big plastic square um that comes with a charm bracelet and you there's no way this worked right did any of you it have didn't. this i know it I there's know certainly fact, no it way didn't. this worked, worked right? so poorly because i was late to the game right and i didn't have the barbie diaries one but I did have a, a locking diary toy. I was hope okay, we need to open this up to the whole era of locking diary locking toys. Locking diary toys. This was a whole moment. It was. Because I remember the one the one that caught my age group more than this one, and I think this is just because it's Barbie and it was probably more expensive, uh-huh. was the one, the secret passcode diary, where you could set a verbal code yeah. word, and then your little brother could never read your could secrets. Could never guess what it was. But... <laughs> And all the ads are, like, little boys trying desperately to get into these diaries. And it's like, Uh, it's no matter what you said, it doesn't work. Even if you said the right word, it doesn't work. mm -hmm. And then you just... I had so many friends with those that were permanently locked. Permanently locked. They like. I, I had one. I had one that was also a passcode. It was the littlest pet shop one. Mm-hmm. It had a little dog siren. Yeah. And if you said the wrong word, it would, it would bark Arf. and, like, scare you away from the diary. You know what's cool? Hmm. Hmm. This is so... Toys are so interesting. So it was like, girls have secret diaries, and boys have, like, spy gear. Spy stuff is really spy big. spy gear. At the same big time. Big time, So yeah. it was like, girls, lock your diary. And it was like, boys, here's a secret gadget to s- unlock your sister's diary. <laughs> it was like creating, no, like, gender, gender warfare. Yes. 
That is so funny. Because all of the ads for girls were like, defend yourself against your brothers and hide your secrets in here. No, it's like... And then the spy toys were like, them strapping a camera to a little RC car and driving it into, into your Into the sleepover. <laughs> and then it's like, Nerf guns. What and it's like... What are we doing? My sister and her friends are having a sleepover. Let's raid it. Us? What did they do to us? Let's shoot my sister and her friends with our Nerf guns. And then it's yes. like, girls, here's a pink Nerf bow and arrow. And then it's like all the girls shooting the, at the little the brother. Nerfette. Like, get yeah. out of here, little bro. So that's the era Gosh, that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I this would say... This movie all has to market both the diary and the charm bracelet. And then you said this earlier, and I really liked that. It also had to market the point of a diary and like hi, like you're gonna have so much gossip and so much so many juicy secrets and rumors to write in here from your high school experience in 10 years you're gonna need this diary the commercial that i remember with the jingle mm -hmm. um could you pull that up maybe we can play a couple seconds of it and see if it's nostalgic for anybody the commercial that i remember with the jingle that was to sell the plastic diary Mm -hmm. This movie exists to sell girls the myth that any little thing that happens to them is as dramatic as their favorite movie, yes. and, like, they should live their so life in so a Barbie way that is... is... Breakups, dances, jobs, teachers, it just... The point of the Barbie <laughs> Diaries, it ends in the craziest way. The point of the Barbie Diaries is, like, create drama, hurt your friends, believe lies... Because that will be really interesting really to write about in your diary. And then at the end, Barbie's like, you know, after all this, I'm wondering, is the bracelet really magic at all? Yes. Yes. It is. It is. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of how it ends. Oh, uh, it's so funny. She acknowledges it. You know, she acknowledges the magic of the secret. But the new Barbie Diaries movie coming this spring. The new electronic diary and charm bracelet. Just wave the charm over the lock to open to... Hey, that'll do it. Oh man, the remember guitar that? vamp is Din so good. Dinit, dinit. Yeah, that's what I remember a lot. So sick. So yeah. cool. Um, there's also some dolls, but who cares? The Raquel doll actually is pretty cool. Raquel has like good makeup and. Yeah, Raquel's cool. I wish she was like in the movie more. I than... didn't. I didn't enjoy any of her scenes. She, I don't know. But there's not. No, I don't wish she was in the movie like. because the movie's seventy minutes, and I really couldn't stand seventy-five. This so. movie is not Barbie as a doll because this movie's not selling a doll uh -huh. at all. Uh -uh. This movie is selling a diary, and it's using the brand recognition of Barbie to sell a diary, and mm -hmm. it's saying Barbie herself uses this diary, so you should too. Yeah, because you already have Barbie, or you already hate Barbie, and you're sick of Barbie. But like, well, this isn't a doll. This is cool. Yeah. Or whatever. The diary was also kind of in the movie less than I expected. Because I just remember the commercial and it was her, like, drawing a mustache and devil horns on Raquel in her diary. And I thought there would be a lot more, kind of like the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies, where, like, the diary becomes the story. Yeah, I don't know. It was, the the diary like has, not, like, nothing to do with... Yeah, it's, it's more about the charm bracelet. And even then, it's really not about anything. The movie is about, like, if... Oh, we need to say that this movie also implies that you can be given the diary by a woman who is magical. Because she's like, I have this magical bracelet. I need to find that woman who gave me this. And they're like, this oh, yeah. woman has never worked, never worked here. here. Weird. <laughs> so whatever. This movie's insane. Yeah. Um, it didn't make me want 
to buy a Barbie diary. I wonder if anyone... It did make me want to go to high school. I'll admit that. Watching this, I was like... Because you were better at it than school. them. Yeah. It's like, it's just watching people be really bad at high school. Yeah. And this is just the culture that millennials were given to go to high school in. Guys, hey. be nicer to the millennials in your life, okay? Hey. It's not their fault. I just can't believe how far we've come in animation so fast. I didn't know that... I also recently watched Hoodwinked, and I just forgot slash didn't know anything ever looked like that. It's so So, busted. you know... Hey, well, Finding Nemo came out two years before this. Yeah. And Finding Nemo still looks amazing. Yeah. What They spent a lot more time, I promise you, on <laughs> yeah. Finding Nemo than on Barbie Diaries. I'd buy a Finding Nemo. I had a Finding Nemo Diary. What's your segment? That's all I have to say, really. I've promised the people for a while. Mm-hmm. Is Star Wars Episode One? The yes, let's Menace. talk about this. Let's talk about this. Is it a Barbie movie? Yeah, Phantom Menace. We're, okay. we're really switching gears here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're new around these parts, sometimes we like to talk about other movies that fit our criteria yes. of what makes a Barbie movie. So far we've said uh, Mario Bros. movie. Super Mario Bros. movie is a, Mar- is a Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, Trolls is also probably a Barbie movie, but that's a conversation. That's a teaser for another one. Hey! hey. Star Wars Episode One. Is George Lucas get back in the gang after many years of not making any Star Wars movies? How many years? 20? 15? Hmm. Because that's funny, because, like... It was, like, longer between... Growing up, I remember, like, thinking that the prequels... Because I saw the prequels before I saw the original trilogy. You know? So, in my brain, they're all just, like, right there. Return of the Jedi came out in 83... And Phantom Menace came out in 99. Really? So, 16 years. Huh. The way that Phantom Menace got made is that George Lucas, he's famous in the film world for having and enjoying and needing creative control over a project. And being very against the amount of creative control that a lot of studios demand over your film. And so George Lucas said, I'm going to fund this movie myself. I'm going to make this, not the studio's money, so they can't make the decisions. I'm going to do it with my own money. Is that, like, the birth of Lucasfilms? Lucasfilms already existed. Oh. But, like, that's the business model of Lucasfilm. Okay, okay. Even when he made the first Star Wars movie in 1977, Lucasfilm produced it, it but with studio money. But mm-hmm. it was, they got, they took a much worse deal so that they could have full creative control under Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. More full creative control. And then he went, George Lucas, weird guy, r- writes bad dialogue, directed a couple good movies. He's a complicated figure in the mm-hmm, film world. I mm-hmm. love him. He is a genius. He knows the business of film better than anyone. Like, he plays the game differently than anyone else has played it. Interesting. So he, what he does is he goes to Hasbro... The toy company. Oh. And pre-sells all of the toy rights to a new Star Wars movie for, I believe, $300 million. Oh. And then some absurd, maybe $150 million, I think is the budget. It has for... the same business model as the Barbie movie, certainly, already. That Yes, right? That's crazy. So then George so Lucas up Hasbro. That's so interesting. funded episode one with money from a toy company. That is so interesting. Therefore... 
what does episode one have to do? It has to have Jar Jar Binks in it. It, yes, it has to sell plastic at little least, goofy little guys. You know, hundreds of millions it's gotta of dollars. Have, that's why there's so many little Roger Roger dudes in there. Toy, the movie, what, go back and watch episode one. It is a movie that exists to sell as many toys as Whoa, possible. yeah. Pod like racers. Most of the Star Wars toys I've ever encountered are like... From episode from one. episode one. Because they made... Millions of these things. Yeah. Millions of Phantom Menace. Taco Bell, so cool. Pizza Hut, like restaurant tie ins, toys. How old were you in 99? Two. Like two. Okay. No memory of it. Okay. But I, I, I watched it over but and you over. Felt on the aftermath. And was like a very young kid obsessed with Star Wars. Right. My childhood blanket. Like the every kid. <laughs> every kid has a blanket. Mine was. This very comfortable, like, knit episode one Anakin Skywalker and his pod racer blanket. And that was my cozy cozy, is what it was called. Like, my kid blanket Aww. was a Star Wars episode one blanket. That's so sick. So I, I, like, had the merch and the toys, or, you know, they were in the DI by the time I was Do you know what age. my childhood blanket was? What? It was a Teddy Ruxpin one, which I think just goes to show that I, I did grow up in 1983. That's absurd. Hey, that's... Hey, Kelly, that's a little snippet for you. And not for anybody else that's listening to this podcast. That's for my mom. She's gonna love that. Uh, you know Teddy Ruxpin? <laughs> anyway, sorry, back to Star Wars. Yeah, back to Star Wars. That is that is funny. Back to Star Wars. The movie's insane. I love Phantom Menace. I grew up with it. It is so insane. But it is like 800 characters and action set pieces and aliens and and ships and i had the padme Polly pocket that has all of her dress i had like a pretty much equivalent of a barbie doll really yeah it that's so worked sick. they made all of their like toy money but also just bet the house on the ponies with this one and like wait was it a flop no, it totally made its, it's money. Totally it was fine. very successful. Yeah, okay. But it, it's just... But they did make more toys than the Earth had money to purchase. Uh-huh. Like, there was just a glut of Star Wars toys that, like, that's why every toy you've ever seen, they just rode the Phantom Menace toy craze through the rest of the prequel series. Yeah. And they obviously made great toys for those movies, but there's... Nothing has ever happened like like The Phantom Menace, until maybe Barbie. Huh. I, like, I wonder how much Greta Gerwig thought about George Lucas and his business model. Yeah. Because she is selling merch, toys, dolls, and movie tickets, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, the I Am Knuff sweater will pay for this movie's budget uh, yeah. five times over. Mm-hmm. So, Star Wars Episode One. Movie designed to sell a toy. That's the most important that is thing most for important to make thing, a Barbie like, movie. Yeah. Uh, or a Padme, movie about a toy, you know. Padme is our princess. Yeah. And she's got many great dresses mm-hmm. and outfit changes. Mm-hmm. Can sell a lot of dolls mm-hmm. with Padme. And she's cool. She's yeah. a really great character. Like a great... And she's so She's cool. a senator. It's like, yeah, I, Barbie, I, I can be galactic senator. Yeah. Is what Padme feels like. And in Padme like is a, a cool, empowered way. Yeah. Yeah. And... It's, does it have horses? It's got horsepower. Certainly. There's a whole pod racer sequence. Yeah. I, does it Which have... Which is so, like, chariot, you know, 
Which is, yeah, definitely, definitely. A lovable animal sidekick that's actually really extremely annoying. Done. Got Done. him. Done. We got him. We got him. We we got him on this one. Bibble and Jar Jar Binks <laughs> are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> yeah. What, it's the what, same what? actor. Um, <laughs> Tatooine's totally a walkable little city. Sure. <laughs> There's many shots of little sure. goofy little guys walking around yeah. with a lovable cast uh-huh. of characters. Is there a MILF? Uh, there's not a MILF, but I was about to say there's a moment of the old lady who's like, better run inside, Danny. That'll be a sandstorm. And like, there's just, you're meeting little vendor people. That line is just like always in my it brain. It's a sandstorm. Um, but is there a MILF? Does, does Liam Neeson count? Oh yeah, we'll give it to him. Okay. Good, good movie. I think it's a Barbie movie. I, I'll give it to you. Um, I really did not two, know how connected to, to toy, to toys Intimately. Was. Every like, dollar. That's so interesting. Episode two is probably also a Barbie movie, but that's, that's a different, that's a or a different day. So, that's the Barbie Diaries. I'll give it to you. That's great. I love, that's the Barbie Diaries. That's, that's that, that one Star Wars movie that is the first one, but isn't the first one. What's it called? The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. That's that on that. This review comes from Jane, and it just feels validating to me. Four stars. Still wondering what happened to that bracelet lady. That just mm-hmm. validates that it is fully unresolved. Yeah, okay, we're we're there. Shay with one half star. The world's longest PlayStation 2 cutscene. Did you know that Letterboxd refers to it as the BCU? We're in. We're in. We pay us money for that Letterboxd. Bethany, two and a half stars. Life in the Dreamhouse Raquel would wipe the floor with this Raquel. Absolutely. I think that's true. This review, no stars from Fatima, but it is a review watch. Taylor Swift documentary. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know what this movie looks like, look at the album cover of the album Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. That is what it looks like. Edward with four stars. The Zodiac Killer is alive and he's in this movie. <laughs> Andrea says, I gotta go to this store where they literally give out free bracelets, especially since they literally come with free diaries. Girl emoji, key emoji, music emoji, news emoji, girl emoji. <laughs> Just, it's, that's a good review. It's visual. It's a visual bit. One and a half stars from from Rafe L. Barbie. So I'm that's... gonna give this one... Oh, yes, please. Uh, does anybody remember what I gave Fairtopia? Like, four out of twelve We gotta make a master list some point i'm giving this one 4.75 dancing princesses yeah i was thinking five yeah five five dancing princesses out of 12 Mm -hmm. thanks so much for listening hey thanks for listening it's good to be back go see barbie a couple more times in theater while it's around yeah let's make it the highest grossing film of all time let's do it let's do it just us Let's do it. Well, I, we recently did our fourth watch, and I thought this would be my time to get through without crying, and I did, in fact, cry only four times. So, hey. <laughs> see it. See it some more. Love ya. Love you. Bye. Mwah.